Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. I wanted to talk to you today about what sort of insurance you should have. <laughs> um, this is like kind of basic, basic stuff to me, but everyone I talk to has no idea about what sort of insurance makes sense for them. Uh, so this is the short answer. One, if you go to my LinkedIn page, you will see somewhere in the past a sample declaration page, which is my personal insurance. So you'll see what I have. Now, my situation may not be your situation, right? I've got like a wife and kids and cars and a house and this and that. You know, if you're a single you know, guy riding a motorcycle, you may need or, you know, not need some of the stuff I have. So, you know, use your own judgment. You're welcome to call me and ask me what sort of insurance you should have. I'm happy to do that. It's about a five second explanation. But basically, the short answer is this. You should have whatever insurance you can afford. You're required to have insurance in Pennsylvania. So you should have insurance for bodily injury, the minimum is $15,000 in Pennsylvania. But that's bodily injury is when you injure somebody else. So what I always tell all my clients, at least, and people I talk to is, there's something called uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage. You should have, at the very least, the same amount of bodily injury insurance as you have underinsured, uninsured motorist coverage. Okay? So... There are a thousand reasons I can give you why the insurance company doesn't want you to do that. Mostly it's in their interest, not in yours. But the bottom line is give yourself as much insurance to protect yourself as you would give if you hurt somebody else. So, for example, if you think that you can afford $50,000 in insurance coverage in case you injure somebody else, you should have $50,000 in insurance coverage in case somebody without insurance or with crappy insurance injures you. Or somebody hit and runs, if someone hit, hits you and takes off, and it's a hit and run, then what are you going to do? You're not going to get their insurance, right? I had a client come to me recently, he was knocked unconscious on a motorcycle, trapped under a car, taken to the hospital, he woke up in the hospital, had no idea what hit him, and nobody knows what car there is, you know, or what insurance there is. So, we're still trying to figure out, you know what happened we're still trying to figure out who hit him i don't know if we will but the bottom line is if he had had uninsured motorist coverage which is what it's called for hit and run it should be called hit and run insurance because if it was called hit and run insurance in pennsylvania or in philadelphia especially you'd get it right there's a lot of hitting and running going on for some reason so but if you had hit and run insurance which is also called uninsured motorist insurance he would have, you know, 15 grand or 25 grand or 50 grand, whatever it is, for uh, his injuries. And right now, you know, if we don't find the car that hit him, he's got nothing. So I never really thought about it that way. We should call it hit and run insurance because then people at least would put some, some money down on that, you know, off chance. Uh, so th that's like, look, the basics of car insurance, motorcycle insurance is... Get bodily injury insurance, get hit and run insurance, also known as uninsured motors. We call it uninsured because there's no insurance. We don't know who had, you know, insurance. We don't know who hit you. It's just basically called uninsured. It doesn't make any sense. 
when I started doing this as a lawyer, I had to learn why we were calling it uninsured. So the other piece of that is underinsured. So if some, you know, 20 year old kid in a Honda Civic hits you and they have 15 grand in coverage and you have two broken legs and you need $100,000 just to get back on your feet, what are you going to do? You know, he's got 15 grand and you've got a $100,000 injury. You're missing 85 grand. Now you can protect yourself by having underinsured coverage for that. So that's enough on you know, the basics of what you should have for car insurance. So let's talk for a second, or I'm going to talk for a second about, you know, what we'll call sort of airbag-related injuries. Um, so let's say, you know, you're in a car accident, You're it's bad enough or it's fast enough that your airbags go off, you've got you know, a cut on your head, you've got a concussion, and you got a little glass or, you know, powder in your eye from the airbags. Now, you collect money from the person who hit you, like you come to me and we get you, let's say they have a minimum coverage on the other side, 15 grand, you know, your injuries are fairly minor at this point, maybe, you know, 15 grand is it, but you could turn around and file a claim against your own insurance company for underinsured motorist coverage. And I recently completed one of those with a client. Um, You know, we collected a hundred from the driver that caused the crash. And then we went and pursued my client's own insurance company and got another hundred from them. So, you know, that's kind of how it goes, but the client ends up with $200 minus my fees and expenses. And that was pretty much the end of the case. So that's kind of how things work when it's bodily injury coverage plus underinsured coverage and you have a big enough crash. Okay? Let's say you have, you know, someone dies as a result of a crash. Does that change the calculation? Yeah, it does. Um, you're going to want all the insurance that's available at that point. So then you're then you're really looking for, you know, who's got insurance coverage, how much is there, how quickly can you get it for the family, and, you know, in my mind, most of those cases should go into a lawsuit faster than slower because the person who's dead is not getting any more dead. They, the case is a very serious one and needs to be pursued. And there's no real reason to negotiate for too long with an insurance company if they're not just going to give you all the coverage there is. So that's, you know, kind of the preliminary calculation that I make and that any lawyer will make who's doing this in Pennsylvania is what's the coverage? What's the injuries? Is there other coverage out there? And let's figure out the coverage situation first because we don't know how your injuries are going to turn out. Injuries take, you know, sometimes a month to heal, sometimes a year to heal. Sometimes I've got clients who are still treating after three years. So the calculus for us is like, look, is this a case that's worth pursuing for the client? Is this a case that's worth pursuing for the lawyer? And how much is there? So, you know, we need to make a, a, 
a, a rapid evaluation of what sort of coverage is there. If there's a lot of insurance coverage, then it's worth sitting around and waiting for full healing. If there's not, then, you know, you want me or your lawyer to be jumping up and down saying, look, 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 just come on. This guy's got a $100,000 injury. Give me your $15,000. We'll call it a day and move on. Okay, so that's enough for today on Ask Andy. Basically, insurance coverage and how it works in my lawyer's calculation of things. Take care. Have a great day. Be safe.